the past the future or is the future the past just think about it ladies and gentlemen welcome to the vigilante 1939 podcast we're a father-son dynamic with a childhood fun twist a podcast where we talk about all things dc marvel star wars and whatever else is going on in the pop culture realm that we can stir the, that delicious pot with i'm one of your co-hosts nick zenig and joining me as always you know them you love them. I know you follow them on Twitter. They are the ever so intellectual and sometimes controversial Caruso's. We got Nico and his father, Nicholas Caruso Jr. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Happy July 4th, guys. Happy July 4th. I'm, I'm, I mean, when people hear this, it's going to be the 5th, but that's okay. Um, that's okay. But happy July 4th. I hope everyone's having a safe, or I, I should say, I hope everyone had a safe, fun holiday with their family, friends, significant others, or if you were just doing some stuff. Low key, which who low key is something to talk about. Low I'm key. so proud. Um, yeah, I just pulled a pun out of my out of Zeddy's basket and used it myself. But no, ha- Zeddy, happy to be here. Uh, we got a really uh, fun topic to talk about because uh, I think what we do best sometimes is have topics that get our mutuals and our listeners talking that stir the pot as he's doing right now but you can't see that but we can and it's magical it's a great stir it's a nice counterclockwise thing you got going there uh so it's a topic yeah that's gonna get people talking hopefully. looked like he was churning butter it did well isn't churning up and down i don't know i'm pretty sure churning is up and down stirring is is the circular motion what he was doing I'm hey pretty man, sure butter chili whatever man i'm an I, avid I, I churner churn. i'm an avid I'm, churner here yeah. I've been known to churn, so I go. I'll spot a good churn sure. thrust when I Sounds when I great. see one. Oh man! All right, guys. Yeah, so we had a little bit of a slow news week. Unfortunately, no trailers dropped at the moment, at least <laughs> currently as we're recording, at least. Um, so we got an original topic, which I know you guys are gonna love. So you know, one thing that Twitter loves to do all the time, which is talk about the future you know we, we can't ever live in the now you know we always got to think about what's coming so yeah. what we decided to do is we're going to take the big three heavy hitters that is dc marvel and star wars and we are going to discuss who we think maybe has the better future and we are only going to be doing the next decade or so so the next yeah 10 years we're not taking 2021 into account this is 2012 2022 i guess and beyond i guess is what we're probably going to be doing Ooh, so, i want to talk about 2021 i'm sure you do I think we, I think we have to talk about 2021. Yeah, 2020 will throw out the window because that 20, was, yeah, yeah. because nothing came out. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I say we work in 2021 because the rest sure. of this year is going to, in my mind, begin begin this thing for two of the three, and the third one we have to wait till 22 for that to really get going. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's my, or well, well, that'll be something I say. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, so I'm going to give this one off to you guys, but just a slight disclaimer because I do want to tell people what kind of our 
base points are kind of what we're going to be basing our discussion off. So, you know, we kind of got the formula versus structure. We got connected universe versus non-connected universe. We're going to be doing streaming versus theatrical. Mm-hmm. Obviously, brand recognition, which all three of these brands respectfully have in some degree. So, Nico, Mr. C, what do you guys want to kick off with? Let's do this structural, right? Sure. The the formula sure. versus the structural. Sure. All sure. right. So, Mr. C, why does why do you think Marvel is going to have a better future in terms of the formula or the structure? Well, I look at the, I, so we're taking the big three, right? And, yes. uh, and I guess like we're, we're, I, I, we have to throw the past out and just look at the future, but based on we, but based on the theme, the structure of the theatrical releases, what they're doing with the streaming, with the television shows mm-hmm. and how it's still, everything's still cohesive with these shows and we're going to see black widow and i'm glad we're doing this before we saw black widow because we don't want we don't want a movie to one movie to kind of affect it um i look at star wars and star wars is kind of emulating that too with these with these uh connective kind of universes playing off the past a little bit and then we've got dc which their formula really is to have no formula or nothing connected. And that's it's in one ways it's cool because they're not just trying to copy Marvel anymore, Mm -hmm. but in other ways, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out to a mainstream audience. Do they, because there's this perception that nobody really cares about the connective stuff, except the fans, the diehard fans. And I disagree with that entirely. I think the mainstream just loves that loves that connective tissue that runs they do with marvel so when i look at the 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 first thing here i i don't see anybody yet for the next decade based on what i know is coming based on some things they've announced marvel which has not been it doesn't have directors or castings yet i want to say there's going to be some fatigue or Somewhere in the road, somewhere they're going to hit a bump in the road, and, and maybe it's Black Widow, but it, it it's not. The Black Widow is more or less about the past, and maybe trying to establish some characters going forward. I don't see anybody knocking Marvel with, with that premise, with the sure. connective versus structure. I I think they do it the best. I can't see anybody doing it better. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna agree and also change the wording because in my brain, I'm 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 thinking about this differently which might be good for listening um i don't think it's structure versus formula i think marvel and star wars have both and that's where their strength is lying right now like you said dc we don't really know what their formula is and i can't really say their structure yet because their plan doesn't go it's not as official and it's not going as deep as marvel and star wars is just just the number of projects the characters they're using and the story they're trying to tell, you know, it's clear the MCU is this one ongoing story with all these pieces and up until what 2023, 2024 is planned with characters we both know and ones that are new. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, you know, Star Wars is really trying to, is really trying to add to that with the success of the Mandalorian. So now we have 10 plus Star Wars shows that are going to fill in gaps in the history 
and most are going to continue this Mandoverse story that's going on. And then you're getting films from Taika and uh, Patty Jenkins. So they have a structure and a formula that's mm-hmm. built now to progress and move the brand forward. Do you see we're still waiting to see, you know, okay, is it going to be Pattinson? Is it going to be Pattinson and then and Keaton's over here and then the Flash stuff over here? Um, the HBO Max stuff is still really non-existent. Like, I don't know where it is. It's still, I mean, we're getting Green Lantern castings from people's Instagrams or the Illuminerd. I mean, the, the only trade report for the Green Lantern show was when uh, Finn Whitrock got canceled. So from a structure and formula standpoint, the other two got it. And DC were still kind of like, okay, we're going to get some really amazing stuff in the next couple of years. But it's basically just sequels, a couple new films, and the TV stuff is still up in the air. And with the Discovery deal, uh, you find out that they're going to try to invest and put as much money as they ever did there. So I think there's a lot of retooling with HBO Max happening. Mm -hmm. So, and Marvel and Star Wars get to benefit from their TV stuff being on the same darn service with the same plan, same rollout, Mm -hmm. same promo, same marketing. So the other two have that advantage they got the structure and formula there um so you can say for dc they don't have either but zeddy what what are your thoughts on that mm-hmm. i mean hey man marvel's gonna marvel at the end of the day right yeah <laughs> they're I mean, always gonna be the kings here star wars obviously already by default has the multitude of canon you know to which mm-hmm. multiple mm-hmm. generations of fans mm-hmm. together so it doesn't really matter what star wars do it's always gonna be a hit in some degree. Uh, but, you know, DC, yeah, that's that big question mark, right? Because, you know, there was this thing is they had a plan and then that plan got messed up and then they tried to retool and now that plan's kind of messed up right now. So I think next year is going to be really interesting for sure. You know, you got the Batman, mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. the Rock, who looks like it's going to be the biggest thing in the world just based off of everything he's saying. So, yeah, we got like four movies in the pipeline. Obviously, everybody is still hyped for Momoa and Gal. Obviously, The Flash, Michael Keaton coming back. Yes, they're relying on nostalgia, but people love nostalgia. And if we're thinking that the, the I guess the renaissance of Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be as huge as we think. I think we're looking at a 20, 2023 and beyond, I guess, for DC. Because, I think you know, next year is kind of get your feet wet, you know, kind of mm-hmm. plant your foot in the ground a little bit. Uh, but, you know, we'll see, obviously, that whole formula versus structure thing, you know. Will people embrace the whole non-connected, formula of dc that they've ran with in the past you know because that's typically given them the most success so them i guess trying to redo it again i guess might be might bring back some of those people that they might have turned off like maybe Mm -hmm. all those dark knight trilogy people come back you know maybe all those it's a good point superman the movie people come back maybe all those Mm -hmm. superman returns people come back like we we don't know but Mm -hmm. i would argue everybody has hype right now but DC could have the biggest hype if it, if their cards are played right, I think. But let's break into a little bit of um, obviously streaming versus the actual because Nico already brought it up. So we got one side that I guess right now well, all of them I guess in a sense are relying on streaming in some degree. One is just really knocking it out of the park more than or I guess two are I should say. Um, so obviously DC is that big question mark. But where Nico, where do you see? DC, Marvel, and Star Wars in terms of a streaming and a theatrical level? Um, in terms of streaming and theatrical, 
Or well, talk we'll, about we'll do streaming first. first. Yeah. We'll do streaming first. Let's do Let's streaming. Do, first. Well, streaming is not even a competition. Yeah. I mean, assuming the way all the HBO Max stuff goes well. well. <laughs> sure, but what is there to go well? There's yeah. a few things, you know. So Star Wars, it's interesting. Okay, Star Wars, and here's where the whole conversation is going to start to build and change a little bit. So Star Wars is is going to be focusing on streaming. The focus is on these shows and telling these stories as opposed to the films. The films are on the back burner. We have a late 2023 for Patty's film and no no real idea for Taika's yet, right? Mm. Um, they're really focusing on the what they've created on TV um, because they had the biggest show of the year in The Mandalorian and one of the biggest pop culture impacts with Grogu, that little guy's everywhere. The Mandalorian's <laughs> everywhere. You have people who don't even watch the Star Wars movies who watch The they, Mandalorian. They know that guy. It was the biggest thing ever. Grogu was the shout out to Favreau and co. That is the biggest thing. Grogu was one of the biggest things ever. In fact, when we, when we did our pop culture impact, we should put Grogu's name in there because he's bigger than anything of this put together. Talk about yeah. Batmania. There was Grogu mania. There was a, an, a demand of merch that wasn't there after season one, man. That where, where Iger said, yeah, I'm pretty sure we lost hundreds of millions of dollars because there was no Grogu merch lined up. Yeah. Okay, so let's be fair. Marvel... Uh, it showed you a man who can do both. You know that joke. F you want to find you a man or a woman who can do both, right? <laughs> Not only do they have the biggest movies ever, they're on their third show, Loki, which is the biggest show of the year currently. And it's about freaking Loki, a villain that we've seen 11 times, but it's the biggest show in the world. And it's good. And it's good. And it's the best thing they've done. <laughs> and they're built with their films and the TV shows for two or three years now introducing these newer smaller niche characters giving them life giving them time to develop to catch up to the level of development some of the big screen characters got they're weaving in and out we we literally just watched the next captain america be born on tv and now the film is going to happen cap four with in mm -hmm. with you know anthony Mackie's captain america they're built uh now i love dc tv but from a streaming standpoint we're going to have Titans. We're going to have the Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. We got that GCPD show if that if that uh happens. They need some writers first to start staying on board. Uh Green Lantern is uh is uh going to happen, I guess. Um now you have a couple movies coming like Batgirl. Hey, where's my guy Hecklin? Put some respect on my guy Soups, man. He's 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 not streaming though. He's network. Yeah, he's uh, network. Unfortunately. Yeah. He's network. Yeah. I don't count the CW, it's network. It's by rating. In, in a perfect world. In a perfect in a world. perfect world. Now you could say they air on HBO Max and but Hopefully. like even Stargirl went from streaming to being network on CW. Yeah. Um they're not originally produced by the Max yet. Uh, not like Titans where it's going to drop on there. Um, so, and, but then you got the movies like background stuff that could be big, but for right now, the other two are really built for the streaming and Max is trying to establish something on it. So once again, you see, and this isn't going to be a show to rip Warner's or, mm. or like, I want that to be known, but we're, we're thinking about where these franchises are going to be. And I'm saying right now, these other things, these other topics are going to, we're going to be able to talk about more of the future impact. But right now you're asking me streaming. Well, there's two that are really 
really established, one that's doing a great hybrid, one that's relying on it, and the third one that's still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and it's potential big hits. The other two have the hits. DC, HBO Max streaming doesn't really have a hit yet. Yeah, and I would say this, let's just stay on steam, streaming and then we'll we'll circle back to theatrical. And again, for everybody that's saying, why are these guys doing this now? We should have waited to Fandom to do this. No, I want to do it now because, you know, maybe we revisit it again in Fandom and go, oh my God, they hit us with so much stuff now. And then we'll reevaluate whether what they hit us with at Fandom is still going to compete. And we'll see get what them, kind of buzz it We'll creates. see what kind of buzz it will create. But I, I couldn't agree with you more. From a streaming perspective, they're they're way behind. And I would look at a GCPD show and say, while we love it and Batman's big and we think that movie's going to be huge, I still think that's a little bit of a niche show that not everybody, like kids, aren't going to tune into it. It's never going to be the level of the Gotham show. Yeah. Yeah. It's dude, never it's a it, cop show. It's never going to be the well, that's my <laughs> point. So when we mm-hmm. talk about streaming, it's still not going to do the numbers that no. The Mandalorian's doing even the three Marvel shows, right? Mm-hmm. And then Green Lantern, I want to be that home run show. Like, I want Green Lantern to be their Mandalorian, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think it's going to do that. And then we really don't have anything else in terms of shows, but we've got, like, the Batgirl movie. Um, they talk about Zantana, all this other stuff. So from this level, there's no point that they are far behind in the streaming wars, like massively behind. And I'm not sure they'll ever catch up in, in the next decade for sure. I just, I, I don't know what it is because they will have to come up with their Loki, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah. their Mandalorian, their Boba Fett, their Bad Batch, whatever else they got coming. And so, yeah, it's not, this is another round for, and I'm going to tell you guys, I think I'm going to give the nod slightly to Star Wars yeah. and the streaming because of Grogu, because of the Mandalorian. And because that's where it's all going to be. I Just mean, like, yeah, you're right. They don't have much in the way of theatrical. The impact of Ahsoka and Boba Fett coming back. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's going to happen with that Rangers show because. Uh, yeah, that's because Carano got canceled. Is that even <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I would let Bill Burr lead it. I think he could lead a Star Wars. So project. Nick, do you yeah. do you think the same? You don't have to. Do you think that Star Wars mm-hmm. is going to be the streaming leader? I mean, this might shock people, you know, and not for the sake of just pure like high fiving one another. But I mean, how can I not really go with Star Wars? Just you know, just based off of what the Mandalorian just accomplished, just with eight episodes, and then literally you had everybody like that's where the discourse began. To me, it was it was the Mandalorian? I guess maybe. Season one, I didn't really see it as much. Maybe that was just me. Maybe because my Star Wars Renaissance didn't really kick in until The Mandalorian. But sure. season two, for sure. I mean, you, I mean, if people thought WandaVision is what kicked everything off, it was The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Two. I've never seen a show that had so much hype around it, every little drop. And the fact that if you didn't watch that episode, you were screwed. So that's where that all began. But I don't know. I kind of want to ask you guys a question because this one always kind of puzzles me because I guess – I don't want to run from first and then go to third, but, you know, can we essentially say that, you know, DC, I guess, is, is that big question mark because we're almost wondering if they, they're they really targeting an adult-oriented audience specifically, whereas the other shows are trying to be more family-friendly and more kind of teen-friendly, whereas DC, it really feels like it's like that 
25 to 50 year old demographic it seems like which is kind of hard you know like the the batman doesn't seem like it's going to be for everybody obviously and then you got something like shazam which is for for everybody so it's like they're playing with one side of the formula and then kind of messing around with the other side you know like for every shazam you know we get a joker whereas you know with marvel does they just make universal properties you know it's like that old you know, make something for kids, but keep adults in mind, I guess, kind of aspect. So, I don't know. We yeah. got the Peacemaker, I forgot. But even that, dude, yeah. that's hard R, man. It's hard, hard R. R. It's yeah. uh, DC will not be able to compete in the streaming game until they have a show that can be a hit for everyone. And yeah. from what they're planning, from what we know, that they, they they're not really trying yet. to. Unless the Green yeah. Lantern show is comedic, and you and you let the squirrel be on the show to let people fall in love with, mm-hmm. um, it's super. Because, yeah, you're gonna need that Green Lantern show, and a lot of it will rely on the, the on the supporting characters, not Finn Whitrock, but who you get as Jessica, who you get as Simon. Um, Alan Scott's going to be big. And then I think you need some of the more animal like characters to be like fun and cool. The CGI guys. The, yeah. 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 Um, like, like chip the squirrel. Like he, he totally needs to be on the show and he needs to have someone cool voicing him because mm-hmm. they, you got people who aren't even fans tuning into these shows because they're shows and people love shows. You know, I know people watching Loki who haven't seen freaking half the MCU. Films, yeah. They, but they think it's sure, cool because you don't really it. need to. I'll mm-hmm. I'll be honest. You you can just you get a decent history lesson of Loki in the first episode. Um, people were watching for Grogu. I mean, it's it's they need one of those, and I don't know. We we can't say they're gonna have one yet because what they have on the plate, none of it, I think, will reach the levels of maybe Batgirl, but that's a movie. Movies come and go. These shows are able to span over weeks and get conversation and get social media buzz and interaction and different drops of merch throughout the weeks when a new character pops in there's Funko's ready. Like it's just not, mm-hmm. they need something like that. And we love Titans to death, but Titans isn't the most accessible thing either. Mm. Unless it's so big this year that it gets people to tune in, but we know what the rating on Titans is. They swear they, they're, that they're violent. So, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of DC that they're not trying to emulate that. And I think we need to clarify sure. that, that we're not, because some, I know some of our listeners will be like, "Well, they're not even attempting to do that," and we're we're pointing sure, that out. Sure, and we're saying that's why they're always going to lag behind, is because of that that they are going niche, that they are that they are trying to do that. Um, in the same token, the same people that say that also, we all say, but we want DC to be big too, right? So, yes. so we're looking for that. Like, like Star Girl could have been something like that. If it was yeah. on HBO, if it if it they did it maybe with a little bigger budget, yeah, I, I hate to do that again, but you know, maybe Superman and Lois could have been that too. If it just if it was on HBO Max, unfortunately, those shows are CW shows. They are what they are. They're wonderful. They're they're beautifully well made. We all love them, but they're not anywhere streaming. And when they do stream, it's it's already after they're already aired on CW. So. So Nick, it's, it's weird. And, and so, and there's people that'll say, well, Marvel's boring or DC's boring. Cause that's all they go for. It's the same formula. Well, then the mainstream is boring, right? Because, yeah. because <laughs> I'm watching it because I've used that argument a million times and it's not all for me, but like Loki and WandaVision and some of the stuff I've watched it, it's pretty damn good. 
It's you know, and I don't like some of the movies. I don't like half the movies either, but what they're doing works on such a grand level that it is so impressive that it's still continuing to evolve. And we're seeing to this day, some of the best content we've ever seen. So, yeah, that's true. All right. So we talked about streaming. Let's open the theatrical conversation up because, you know, obviously movies are back now, guys. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a, we kind of were talking off air that, you know, every, you know, each of these three brands has a slate to some degree on a theatrical slide. Obviously some has more than others at the moment. Uh, Some's going to be kicking in more movies than, than other, uh, but they all kind of have a theatrical slate. So where do we see, which brand do we see is going to have the bigger, I guess, theatrical impact, not streaming, just theatrical impact in terms of getting people together, really, you know, getting that brand recognition back. What do you guys think? Mr. C. Boy, this one's hard. And it, it may seem obvious. Oof, I mean, I want to try to feel like DC could compete here. I certainly think in the short term, they're ahead of Star Wars because Star Wars only has a couple of projects yes, announced. Star Wars theatrically right. is almost non-existent. So, but so we are, but we are talking about now over the next no, decade and brand recognition. Yeah. So the DC fan in me for this moment will will put DC over Star Wars. I want to put them with Marvel because we know what we got coming next year with Batman, Black Adam, Flashpoint, Shazam. We got Suicide Squad coming this year. Mm -hmm. And when I look at Marvel, I know we're going to have Spider-Man No Way From Home. I know that's going to be just an absolute monster. Mm -hmm. I do also believe that Doctor Strange will be an absolute bona fide runaway hit. We got Captain Marvel 2. I, you know, the first one did a billion dollars. We got Wakanda Forever filming. That's such an important movie based on just everything that happened and the continuing of that franchise. Help me out here. What am I missing here? We've got we, the Sony. Do we want to talk? Well, Sony, 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 Sony. Yeah. But w- what other big one am I missing? Oh, I Thor. Mean, oh, got Thor. Fantastic we got Thor. That's coming. Yeah, but we got you know? Thor: Love and Thunder, which yeah. I, I know that's going to be another monster hit. Yeah. And then we still haven't scratched the surface yet of the Fantastic Four, which is, got a third Guardian of the Young sure. Avengers. We've got a yeah. third Guardians. Yeah. So how can I, my DC love and self, how can I look at the scale here and try to? try to balance it i can't once again i can't do it i have to say from a theatrical standpoint the connective tissue of marvel is just once again going to trump the the, the diversity of what dc's trying to do where some connect some doesn't connect let's just make really good movies right that's always the mantra right if we just make really good movies and people come and see them I think when we look four or five years from now, we're going to look at box office. And once again, Marvel's going to be way ahead of DC. So here's how I'll start my thoughts. And then I'll see where my mind ends up as I try to assume how the decade's going to play out. So Marvel is going to win 2021. It's going to finish by winning 2021. Because really the only thing no that question. DC has is Suicide <laughs> Squad and however big that 
whatever Suicide Squad ceiling is, I think everything else the MCU has has a higher ceiling. Eternals, Shang Chi, like Widow, Widow, Chi, yeah, Eternals, and Spider Man. Like okay. those have higher ceilings. Even Venom, I mean, might have a higher ceiling than Suicide Squad. You also got sure. two other Disney Plus shows too in in the pipe. This year yes, too. but it's still theatrical. We're just talking about. Oh theatrical. yeah, well yeah, yeah. yeah. So Marvel's going to win 2021. Not even close. 2022. You'll know the decade will be defined. The answer to this will be defined in 2022. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is where feathers of the listeners. This is where (laughs) this is where the listeners might start thinking I'm crazy if they don't already. So Zeddy, you're right. They something, do. something's in the Have way. You seen your hold Twitter on. Account? Yeah, but that's a whole different story. Something, <laughs> something's Zeddy, but hold on. You're right. Something's in the way. You know what's in the way of our answer here? The mainstream audience. They decide what's big and what's not. And here are my two biggest points on why 2022 is so important. We will find out. Just how important Batman is to the mainstream audience. And we're going to really see. Now, here's where the listeners are going to want to push me off a ledge. We're going to. Haven't you seen your Twitter account lately? You just said that. You just made that joke. You you, you just made that joke. You you even said it the same way. It has nothing to do with what I'm going to say. How, when, because this is worse than what I tweeted last night. Okay. We're going to really see what impact Michael Keaton has because we forget or for all the hype we have in this community, there's a lot of Keaton lovers. I don't know what Michael Keaton's Batman means to the mainstream audience. All of a sudden this last year, he's the greatest Batman ever. I didn't hear about him from 05 to 12. I didn't hear much about him in 13 through up until we found out he was coming back, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be fair. From a mainstream audience standpoint, I don't know how excited they are for that. We're going to find out. Why that's so key, though, is because you have Batman open the year from DC. You got Flash and I think still Aquaman end the year, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have Black Adam in the middle. They got a good... It's a good, powerful slate, man. Good, powerful slate. But we are forgetting. We're excited for those. We're forgetting the mainstream who's looking for Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. which might, what they do with nostalgia might be bigger, bigger mm. than Keaton. We don't know because who they might, the rumors of who might appear in that movie, crazy, right? We're underestimating how big Thor is going to be because Ragnarok Huge. was a freaking hit. Huge. Ragnarok buried that first mm-hmm. Justice League film that tried to come out. Buried that movie. And we're forgetting Portman's coming back. The Guardians of the Galaxy are in the movie, setting up their third film. And then Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. And you can say what you want about Larson, but not only did she make a billion, you're adding Tayona Paris, Monica Rambo, and you're adding Miss Marvel, who is going to be on the TV show that comes out before. Ooh. So hold on. You think Michael Keane's bigger than all that combined? I don't know, man. Is, is, yeah. is, 
is a dark Batman movie starring Robbie Pat's going to be bigger than all those combined? Is Jason Momoa's Yahoo! Is he enough to make you forget about all those other topics? What about Amber Heard? Wow. My man. That's going to be a cloud over the movie too, my man. man right? <laughs> That's, so here's my hot take. Is 2022 is the battle year. It's a big year. It's, it's a, a battle price year. Fight. It's a 22 price is the battle and year. Star Wars is nowhere in it. The nowhere in it. Nowhere you're in gonna it. Find so it's Mano out, against Mano. You're going to find out what the mainstream picks in 2022. What, is, what, is, what does Luther say? The fight on the roof, remember? What is it? What fight on what the roof? When he's talking <laughs> what, about the, the, the battle of uh, the night versus day. The greatest gladiator match <laughs> yeah. in the history it's of the world. The you greatest. have Marvel versus DC. You have nostalgia versus the new stuff. On both ends, but some nostalgia. Now, come on, they're using nostalgia Marvel too. They are, yeah, but they're using it mainly this year. Yeah, well, their nostalgia is not doesn't go doesn't have the rich history. Sure, of the but, DC nostalgia. But right? what does the mainstream care about? You're going to find yeah. out the yeah. the mainstream audience in 2022 will pick its winner, and that winner will determine a lot of what's going forward because Marvel just keeps moving forward. DC is looking to see if some of these things pan out. You know, the Flash movie has a lot of its future riding on it with certain characters. They all do. So, like Adam does. So, right? There's uh, going to be so we're going to find out, right? That's that's my big point why 2022 yeah, is a battle. exciting, man. Cuz we're going to find out is this Batman movie going to be as big as we all think or is it just the Batman fans and us going crazy? And is Michael Keaton really going to trump everything Marvel's doing? Is he that big to the mainstream audience? People our age or younger? I don't know if I could bet on that. I'll be straight up with you. The older fans might come out. But for the mainstream young audience, for the people who don't even know who that is, who, who know him as the Vulture, they're going to be like, wait, the Vulture is in this movie? Is it connected to Marvel? I thought that guy played the Vulture in a different movie. You know, we'll see. And I'm not disrespecting Keaton, but this is like, 1989 till 2021 that's kind of a long time uh and that batman 89 movie was not as big as star wars so when the force awakens happened it was not as big as those three people coming back it just i'm not sure if anything will ever be that big no nope. we'll see if toby or andrew are but nothing will ever be as big as the way people felt when you saw han luke and leia mm-hmm. so Keaton coming back has to be so big for the flash movie that it makes the mainstream audience forget about a lot of stuff at the end of the year DC has the potential to end the year really strong though yeah. and be in people's minds going into 23, but then 23 is guardians and Ant-Man, et cetera, et cetera. And we saw the wonder woman sequel wasn't necessarily the best received <laughs> thing. So I don't know if people are excited for a third movie for her. Yeah. But is there even um, going to, is it 2023? We don't even know. 24, 25. I don't yeah. know. So theatrical, I have to give the lean to Marvel again. Mm. I have yeah. to, because I know these movies are going to be hits for them. I don't know what the Flash or Black Adam or the Batman or uh, I mean, Aquaman will probably be a hit again, but I, I don't know what those movies are going to do. And they don't have the critics the way the Marvel does. Look at freaking Black Widow's another triumph, guys. It's what another it? triumph. It's like a 91. It's is like it a really? triumph. <laughs> it's another triumph. Right now at this moment in time, it's on. I'll, oh, I'll tell all, you. Oh, they're all paid off, Zeddy. So DC clearly. They're all paid off critics. DC 82, but it was a 91. But that's an 82 on almost 200. So that won't move Ooh, a lot. 82. It won't have mm. the Wonder Woman Ooh, drop. That's low. Is this the first chink in the hour? I guess we'll find out next No, year. I mean, they average is 75 <laughs> Listen, up. I cannot 
what was the base, last DC film? I will we get not a base the future high. of Marvel on Black Widow because this movie should have came out like <laughs> like a year over a year ago, and it's 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 a movie that it's tracking it, it, for one ten though, bro. It's tracking for a lot of money. Yeah, it's, it's number keeps going up in a, in a post pandemic world. Who would have thought? Suicide. Tra- what's what's PPW, what's, what's the squad world. gonna track? Because it's day and date for it's HBO Max too. It's gonna Oof. lose the money. So. Yeah, twenty twenty two is the year. Remember, I said that twenty twenty two is the year. Nico, I think I speak for everybody when um, you know what I want to tell you is, you know, and like, you know, you, you want to get the worst Bruce Nico. Wayne scene of all time. You want to get nuts. Yep, that one. You want to get nuts, Nico? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna side with my boy on Twitter just so everybody knows. So my God, there you go. But yeah, that's uh, an interesting. You know, obviously, you know the DC theatrical. I think is gonna be ever so evident. You know, you guys had mentioned nostalgia you know i'm kind of coming up with a lot of this on the fly because i think that's the best way to do this but you know the one thing that constantly goes in my head is that you know can batman be big in 2022 and i guess for lack of a better pun beyond but like (laughs) uh you know like do people still care about batman superman you know do they even know who green lantern is you know that's like that's my thing is you know there was this time where they said that they were going to stop relying on Batman and Superman and they were going to bring in these kind of more niche kind of lesser known characters like a Shazam, like an Aquaman. Now, granted, Wonder Woman, I, I, don't, I don't really count that because the TV show was huge and people love mm-hmm. her. So, um, but it really remains to be seen because a lot of, you know, what Marvel has is, you know, it's people that you're familiar with already. You know, it's they've established that you're going to love this, whereas DC is just banking on you know, the idea that you're going to love these characters that you've never even heard about, right? Like a Joker movie, granted, made a billion dollars, but did people want that? And it was very, very, like, I guess, centered centered to one people, you know? So I don't know. It, it's it's interesting, but, you know, I think the representation, certainly for DC, is I think is what's going to push it over the edge. Like, obviously, Wonder Woman's still big. Sasha Kaya, Supergirl's coming. You know, obviously, Batgirl, Zatanna. Hopefully a well-casted Jessica Cruz, I think, can be really huge. And then I'm going to even throw a Grace Fulton in there from Shazam 2 because I think a lot of people really loved it from the first movie. And if Shazam 2 performs well, because what they should do is switch that with Aquaman and stop messing around. Because why that's in 2023 is a big joke. Come on, have Black Adam and Shazam 2 in the same year, for Christ's sakes. Jesus. Synergy, DC. That's why why we get on you synergy, folks. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I I will say a lot of people love shazam and grace fulton but why didn't they go to the theater <laughs> so hopefully they come the second time around <laughs> yeah hey what did what did you do the, the the seven for uh for justice league i did that for shazam and, and six and for I six for me yeah. it was a six for six yeah i did six, the six for six, six to try yeah. to get that theatrical cut over 600 at work but except gotcha. for me I, I i did the six for three <laughs> yeah right the six did, for three i did the six for three <laughs> it made 300 um, right I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was but, Prey that just made the two, right? Yeah, good times. So. No, but I mean, I don't know if you guys wanted to, you know, for you know, because that's the wheel. Like for me, Star Wars is going to be big no matter what. But like, you know, are people going to show up for for I guess post Batman? You know, pre Batman. You know, is Batman still big, Mister C? You know, like know. where where do you see yeah. the Batman? You know, where's I, Superman and all of this? You know, I I think Batman is still big, but I do think if we go back to our Zack Snyder films, that definitely underperformed. 
with Man of Steel, no matter how much we love it, no matter how much we love BVS, you had those two characters front and center. And while the prevailing thought is that everybody loves Ben Affleck as Batman and think he might well be the best big screen Batman, the general audience did not support that version. Mm -hmm. And it was a chink in the armor of Batman, almost akin to what happened in the, in the nineties after, after 89, Hmm. where it's not like you can just throw the character and it's infallible. You know, it's just, it's just a given like it is with these Marvel characters. Like, like we're talking about it. We're living in a world where Ant-Man three in a PPW world, post pandemic world is probably going to rival Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I never would have believed that ever. And it hurts me to say that I, don't even I didn't even see the Ant-Man movies. I enjoyed them in in Infinity War and all that kind of crap. But so listen, man, um I have to agree where once again in the big Dukaroo year of 2022, they're still relying on Batman, really. Well they really are. I mean, yeah, we got Black Adam and we got Aquaman, but when you really think about it, and I'll say this. They're relying on Batman, you know, because they're giving you the new. They're bringing back the old, the classic, and then they're giving you the guy that just recently played the role. Mm. They're really trying to capture every aspect of the fandom for Batman. It's going to be unbelievable for us. For us, it's going to be cool, right? Yeah. Hopefully it's cool for the mainstream because what no one's talking about and it's not just Twitter because I know that when I say this, people are going to go, oh, we know who you're talking about, that one fan base. Nope. The fan base in general. What do we love to do? Compare. Who's your favorite Batman? Who's your favorite Spider-Man, right? Well, you're going to get to do that with Batman in the same calendar year. You're going to have people who might not vibe with Patson, but they're going to vibe with Keaton coming back. Or you're going to have some people who really like the Pattinson thing. And then they see Keaton and Affleck and they're like, eh, I kind of like him when he's by himself. Mm-hmm. You're going to see people. That's the one thing we'll never, we've, 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 we'll never see before. The Spider-Man thing's different. They're all going to be in the same movie at the same time. And then they're kind of done. Right. And then it's just time going forward. You're going to have them try to keep Keaton around. Pattinson's going to be around. Affleck might, that Affleck's hanging it up. So you're going to see people inevitably compare these takes on Batman in the same year. And these films, we don't know, are these films coexisting? goes back to my point. You're going to see how big Batman is. Are people going to support both or are people going to start picking and choosing? And as the years go by, are there going to be people who check out of the Pattinson one because they're not super into that. They're more into the Keaton thing Mm. because he's in kind of that shared story. They're trying to rekindle and, Pattinson's going to be by himself. I think you're going to have people who vibe with both. Hmm. And maybe there's people who are like, oh my God, there's so many Batman everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, we're not talking about ourselves because we love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, in our community and most of the people that listen to us support them all and love it all. Yeah, it's what we're in. We're talking about like the mainstream, uh, the, you know, the kids that I know, Quite the, literally the mainstream, the women, the yep. men that, that are, you know, are they going to, are they going to take it in and be like, that's cool? Or are they going to be like, why you are, said I like one better than the other? Why are there so many bad? I'm going to follow this one. I'm not going to follow yeah. this one. I hope I don't see that one anymore. So, like I said, yeah. the mainstream chooses. The mainstream might not be at the, 
the Batman that first night as much as you think. They might not be there for the second one. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be people who walk out of the flash and are like, why are they bringing back the old dude as Batman? Let's do Pattinson. Let's put Pattinson in there instead. Like mm-hmm. that's going to happen. And it's going to happen like live. Like we're going to see it live happening. And Marvel's never done that at all never. outside of the Spider-Man movie, which is really self-contained. It's self-contained. Unless they keep one. They're keep not. Making unless, uh, movies, yeah. But. They're not doing their own movies unless out of this, we find out yeah. that Garfield's going to front a Spider-Man three of his own. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man three. Yeah. Toby's going to get a shot, but I don't, I don't think so. I think this no. is just a one shot deal for them. And then maybe it filters into Dr. Strange a little bit. So this sure. is kind of unprecedented here where you're going to see three versions of this character. Oh, maybe there's year. four. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's five at the end of the day. Who the hell knows? <laughs> Who knows, man? It's yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be pretty wild. And I think you're right. 2022 is really setting up for a... Uh, it's going to be a barn be a burner here, man. Here. And you could say they're not competing with each other. Oh, and it's, cool to, it's cool to say that. And it doesn't... It really doesn't. But at the end of the day, we know that those executives, those studios... Not so much Marvel, but you know Warner Brothers is like looking to make a dent. They're looking to make an impact. They're looking to have some success like they did with Aquaman mm-hmm. and they did what Wonder Woman won. Mm-hmm. I would say the Joker, but that was so niche and different than the four movies that we're going to get next year that I, I can't. They're not doing an Elseworlds film, a black label film, if you will. Yeah. So they got to be looking at this and saying, like, if we can't crack the stone a little bit you know, just put a little chisel into that MCU of what we got. Then it might be time to go back to the drawing board again. Yeah. I don't know. Hope not. Hope not. I hope not. I'm wondering if any, if when the year ends, we look at the high, because box office will probably, should be back, right? In, in 2022. It, yeah. It should be a good indicator. Well, we're going to know. We're going to know this weekend. Coming well, up with Black Widow. But I even mean, more next year. Yeah. And, but even yeah, more yeah. next year, even post Spider Man No Way Home, right? Yes. In 2022, yes. when the Assuming year ends. we have no issues, son. Of course. When the year yeah. ends in yeah. 2022, when you look at the top three films grossing, will there be a DC one in the top three? I'm. Not sure. I'm going to say yes, there will be. Which one? Black Adam. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I think no. it. It's I either think the it, Batman or, or I think Man, it's so going to be the Batman. Yeah, I do. See, I don't know about that. I do. I think it comes out first, and I think that could make the Flash movie suffer because people Ooh. might love the Batman so much that they don't want to see that the they're like, oh, oh. And then the mainstream's going to be a little confused and say, oh, I thought, you know. Like, where's pants and why ain't he in here? And then you're going to need a nerd like us to explain that. No, that's a, that's a separate self-contained universe. Oh, but I thought this was a multiverse and that. They, yeah, there is a multiverse, but they didn't go to that multiverse. I'm tell you they right went now. to the multiverse of Keaton's 89 and the multiverse. That's a, that's a good point. No one's talking about yet. I'm going to tell you right yeah. now, that the three highest grossing films of next year, at which hurts me to say, are going to be in no particular order. Go ahead. Strange, Thor, and Captain Marvel too. Those will be the those will be the three highest grossing mm. films. With maybe Flash, Aquaman, or Batman. I think Aquaman has the best shot because if it, it could remake a bill, but will the Amber Heard thing hurt? I mean, it? Well, I mean, well, then that's a fair question. So then let me ask you guys here. Like you know, we you know we tend to think that you know the Batman should always make a billion dollars, right? But you know, does it really have to? You know, like like do these movies just need to be critically well received? Do they need to make a billion dollars? Like like where do you see DCs? I guess 
future, I guess, lying in that sense. You know, like should they should they be critically well received and mainstream well received? Should they make a billion dollars? Like like where where do you think we draw the line on that? I have one sentence answer. If you want to dominate the decade, you you have to do all three for multiple years. Okay. Yeah, you you know, there, there's people yeah, that you, say that you, not you all can't, of them. Yeah. You can't, oh, you can't pull Shazam to. or Birds of yeah. Prey. Where, no. And I don't, don't think this is the case with, with the Batman. But like if The Rocks movie comes out and people love it and only does like 400 million, The Rocks gonna The Rocks going to be pissed off, you know. These are guys looking to win home runs next year. They're looking, they're looking for grand slams with, with the content that they've got. These are not singles and doubles movies, right? These, this is their number. This is the guy that pays the bills, right? Zeddy, he keeps the lights on. Batman and bugs, right? baby. He's working overtime, man. <laughs> and so when you've got such a heavy content, the Batman, you cannot fail in those two movies, especially, or one of them has has to be huge yeah one of them's got to be breakout got to be huge black adam because of the rock i'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to and i'm going to say aquaman as long as it's good and it doesn't suffer from like a bad sequel stuff yeah and some of the weird stuff going on with it i think they'll do well but when i when i listen to nico talk and he and he does mention those three movies the yeah, other Christian Bale's in Thor. And yeah, yeah. the other that. side, the other side is hitting you with their three with three good pitchers. If it's a baseball game, right? Yeah, right. They got three aces coming. They got three big guys coming. Who yeah. in the world would have thought Doctor Strange, that character, with Wanda with, in with it, with Wanda in it, would have been like? If you would have asked me this five years ago, I would have said, "No, how could how could a Doctor Strange movie do half of what Batman does?" Right? There's yeah. no way. I would have, I would have threw my drink in your face and got it from the table and said, "Stop insulting me like that! You don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. And if you would have told me a Thor movie could outdo the Batman, now I'm taking the plate of nachos I got and I'm throwing them at you. Okay, because when and now if you tell me Miss Marvel, dude, I pick up the whole table and I just, I just dump it on you. Okay. And I drop my fork and I walk and I think I'm the winner. I think I walked out of that restaurant. So impressive. Cause I had some guy trying to tell me that those three characters would do more box office than a Batman movie. And here's something too. Marvel's doing something different. I know. And I'm, I'm going to use Keaton as a comparison and I'm going to use the Toby and Andrew stuff as a comparison too. Those two, those two, and whoever they bring in Doctor Strange, those are all big, right? Because they're people from the past they're bringing in, nostalgia. I think people are underrating. People are so committed to the MCU story, right? You're getting the return of Portman as Lady Thor. I mean, that's going to be as big of a return for some people who really missed her in Ragnarok. Yeah. And now you're making her a superhero? The princess. You're making her a hero, but, but, but hold on. She's my heart right now. She's recognizable because of star Wars too, though. People know Natalie Portman. Yeah. She's big. Yeah. She's going to come back and be lady Thor with Tessa Thompson and Hemsworth. Like that's as big of a bring someone back. And I know people are like, well, that was only 2013 was last time she made a movie. Sure. But it's going to be a big deal. Why? Because it's an MCU character coming back to play a substantial role. And we might have a Lady Thor going forward. The implications of Thor 4 are huge. Even though I'm not really vibing with how Taika's doing Thor, 
I, mm. that movie's gonna be a smash friggin' and mix the guardians yeah. in you got yeah. the guardians, guardians teaming three. up like yeah. it's yeah. it's for for the guardians to be in that movie too is huge it's gonna feel like another avengers level a level ensemble event it's not just a solo movie it's gonna be probably as big as strange too with the cast and the characters and the scale and the scope i mean so you have the sledgehammer that's why i'm saying 2020 you're gonna see how big batman is because batman will determine dc success in 2022 the idea of batman will define how big 2022 is for dc because i don't think black adam is going to touch those three mcu films Mm. it won't It, it i just don't think it can i just don't think it can that's fair all right gentlemen let's let's wrap up this uh kind of this discussion by you know i guess just saying i guess you know what we do have i guess this year if we haven't said already now obviously we're not counting loki because that's currently going on and you know black widow will be here uh this weekend so let's let's take into account that yes for dc wise you know we do have the suicide squad and then we also have dc fandom obviously marvel still has like shang chi you know and you got eternals then you got spider-man 3 to kind of end out the year and obviously star wars has the book of boba fett so and then plus the other hundred shows that are in development that are going to be hitting Disney Plus in the next decade or so. So as far as this year goes, is there one particular thing that you guys are excited about? If it's all three, then let's say all three. Mr. C. For me, it's, it's Spider-Man no way home. Okay. Um, Because that has the potential to be a historical game changer of a movie that once again beat DC to the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Once again, they're lagging behind. And, and again, it's, it, it's such a beloved character. I mean, let's be honest. Spider-Man probably is a bigger box office straw than Batman anyway. Correct. I'm not saying it's, it's, I'm not saying he's a runaway. It's close, but I think generally he's had far more success mm-hmm. um, than Batman at the box office. I think he's a bigger character. I think if you're going to, if you're going to, uh, if you had to bet, as much as I love Batman, he's my number one and Spider-Man's my 1A, I, I probably, with my money, would put it on Spider-Man. So I'm really looking forward to that. And somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm going to ask this to you guys, you answer, and then we should just chew on this. Yeah. Is there any possible scenario, the two you can envision, where Marvel does finally succumb to some kind of fatigue or failure? in the in the near future like we you know we're going to get fandom and i think we're going to revisit this at fandom because i think there's going to be a lot of stuff there and i think we're going to come back and say hmm did the meter go up what did it move the needle you know because right now we know the marvel is way ahead did the dc did the announcements they make that we don't know about today on july 4th did it move the needle but i try to sit here and envision a world where Marvel falters post RDJ. And we don't even know if Chris Evans comes back one day, right? I can't see it. So answer it. And then let's just, I just want your take on that. Cause I don't see it. I can't, in my mind, it cannot visualize where it goes off the track for Marvel. At least from a theatrical standpoint. Both and, streaming too. I, I don't think it happens. I think maybe some of the shows down the line, like armor wars, um, with might not know, be as big, but it'll like still be good. It might not be as big, it'll still be good. But then you got Moon Knight, the movies, dude. The movies, 
of everything they have announced, I do not see any one of those movies failing. I don't. I don't. In fact, I we would, haven't even talked X Men. Really uh, fantastic. Well, when they well, even though I mean those I mean, maybe, but for the ones that no, are I'm really saying coming, like those are like yeah. you know that's even an extension. Of, I don't think there's Marvel fatigue. Okay. I don't think it's gonna happen. I would bet more money. A real bet I would make is I would bet that of the movies in 2022 and early 2023 for both studios mm-hmm. i would say i would bet on the fact there will be some dc ones that miss which hurts to say because there's only a few and a lot of them have big implications i don't think any of the marvel ones will miss okay. but i will i would bet just because history shows you i mean we thought wonder woman 84 was going to be like a guaranteed people love gal people love patty it's going to be a hit by default Clearly that audience buy-in was not there Mm-mm. or the critic buy-in was not there. Cause that movie got destroyed. Yeah. It was ugly, man. So I don't know, but I don't, I think I don't see a miss for Marvel ever, ever mm-hmm. in the, the existence of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, why? why? There's no, <laughs> not with what they're doing. You've seen all timelines. All alternate realities. And in all timelines, the merch from No Way Home still looks like dog poop. <laughs> oh, man. In every I'll timeline. Let's not As excited I am for that movie, those costumes are ugly. Ew. 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 Now he's a sorcerer. I'm freaking done. Zeddy, go ahead. No, I was going to, I guess, disagree with you guys. I just, you know, at least at this moment in time, you know, I can't see where Marvel swings and misses there's a part of me that thinks shang chi might be the miss there's a part of me that thinks maybe eternals might might be the miss but at this rate in time with Loki just being so hot right now and everything else coming i don't see it i think when you might see the fatigue is when little boys and girls stop wearing marvel shirts mm-hmm. and stop dressing up as iron man and black panther and captain marvel i think that's when the fatigue such a sad end, which I don't see happening really anytime soon. Disney always gets it. People get mad at me when I say, you know, why Warner Brothers doesn't get it. DC always does because they know how to take that step back. You know, we evaluate, we tool a little bit. Granted, you know, they, they might have had a hit, uh, a miss with Captain Marvel, but, you know, for every Captain Marvel that comes out, you know, there's a Thor Ragnarok somewhere waiting in the wings for people. So, and for every, I guess, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, there's a Loki and there's a WandaVision. So, you know, it's, they don't let you miss them for far too long. That's the always thing, you know. For every strikeout, there's a potential home run waiting to be had. So there you go. But, yeah, so Nico obviously is very, very much in favor of the No Way Home costumes because it's the Black Street Spy. So he, he loves them. Look you at his Twitter. You, uh, you, you will you will see a marvelous uh, thread of tweets on that one. <laughs> but Ew. I'm going to – yeah, there you go. I'm going to – we're waiting for that trailer, and I, I have a feeling that Mr. Nico Caruso is is his 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 face might might pop off. We'll see, we'll see. Your head might explode, sir. While while you're at work, and and you just see the 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 four was it six boots or whatever come out of a portal. Can I tell you why I think they put those out? Because the trailer's coming next week. Not because the trailer's coming next week. <laughs> I think they don't know how. I think they're still. I'm assuming here. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to speculate responsibly. Mm-hmm. I think they're at a loss for how to market this. Ooh. And they decided, Hey, let's throw some merch out there 
and let's see how people react to it to gauge quite literally they're going to use that to gauge okay now here's what we need to show in the trailer what what do you think am i off there because i think they don't know what to show i think they're worried i think they don't want to show the villains i think they don't even want to show toby and andrew but like so i think they said hey let's put out some merch and if people aren't crazy about it now in the trailer we might have to give them a little bit no i don't think so i don't think that matters i think they know exactly what they're doing i think it's all strategically planned we've seen this before i'm saying it's planned i just said it was planned I said I think it's planned so they could then But not because they don't know. Do no, not because they don't know what to do next. I think they know exactly what they're doing every step of the way. I don't know. I don't it's like when the Avengers costumes came out. Remember the white and everyone was like, oh, those are ugly. And then everybody loved them in the movie. Like, and I'm I'm not I'm not crazy about what I've seen either, but it's just conversation we're making right now. Till I see a trailer, I can't really make a judgment on a movie from a Lego set or an action figure. But what I'm and saying- I and I think I I'm going to disagree with you because I think they know exactly what the next step is. And then we're, I don't think they give a rat's ass about some people that don't particularly care about the gold or the, or the black. So I'm saying it's now the worst kept secret in Hollywood where, you know, Kevin Feige was utterly frustrated when talking about how Alfred Molina spilled that he's in the movie. Mm -hmm. Right. So my thing with Sony, are they like, and it's Sony, it's not, it's not Disney who has to market it. It's going to be Sony. Yeah. I think Sony don't know how to market it. And I think they're trying to figure out, okay, do we give into the rumors? Do we give into the worst kept secret in Hollywood? Or do we double down and wait for people to see it? That's why I think there was some of these merch stuff for them to be like, okay, they're vibing with the costume. They've already revealed that strange is in the movie. I mean, that was kind of a giveaway. That was kind mm-hmm. of a confirmation with the merch. They showed you Dr. Strange is in the movie. Mm-hmm which sure was rumored and it was assumed, but no one knew. I mean, no one really knew for sure. Well, but yeah, now they show you. The, the closer you get, there's just some details that are going to come out. We'll know when the trailer there. I can't speculate on it anymore because I don't even think we're going to see much in the trailer, to be honest with you. No. And as, as much, and it depends, do they want to break the internet or not? So if they give you a trailer, that's kind of lukewarm. It doesn't show you a lot. It's going to do extremely well. But if they give you a trailer and next day they show you six boots or they, yeah. or you get a quick glimpse of something, they're going to break the damn internet. They're going to set the record. And I know these guys, I think that's what they're looking to do, man. That's yeah. they are the Kings. They are the Kings of, of the comic book world of the superhero genre. And if I'm them, I wouldn't worry at all about these little Funko figures in Marvel legends that were, that, that a particular group of people like us don't like. Because once again, the mainstream, I don't even think they see that. They don't even care about it. So I'm excited, man. I I was hoping, Zednik was telling me that July 6th, but I don't know now. I don't know, sir. <laughs> don't know. What do you think? Uh, some would say that they are mass promoters themselves. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> it was just the anniversary of everything, too. Yeah. Amazing yeah, one far from home. Like, I don't know. There's an opportunity to bring them all together, but yeah. Uh, they were all in New York, seemingly. Nothing happened. I don't know. You know, you know, you know. We'll see. But all right, guys, let's wrap up with a little uh low-key discussion here. So uh Nico, took us off here. We got low-key episode four. You thought it was the best one wow. of the series yet. You know, what'd you think of episode four, brother? The best one of the series, perhaps the best episode of the Disney Plus era. I, I think it's 
on par with uh, WandaVision's episode eight, the flashback one. Um, I think it's better than every Falcon and Winter Soldier episode. Um, it had the the way they built the emotion in this one for the characters. Um, the performances were next level. The the way the plot unfolded, you get some reveals. You get it was almost like a climax before another climax. It was very interesting. This felt like a penultimate, and there's two more, and we're set up with something very cool at the end in the post credit scene. Um, you really felt for all the characters involved. I thought um, Hunter B15, I don't know how to say her name. It's really hard. I'm so sorry. Um, but she, a couple scenes she nailed. I'm like, welcome back. Owen Wilson is a very heartbreaking moment. Um, we get the return of Lady Sif, which was fun and a nice cameo. But man, this one, I was on the edge of my seat for a lot of it. And they knew how to rip your heart out after they got a beating. So uh, I credit to the to the direction, you know, Kate Heron and Waldron with the writing. Uh, this was an effective episode of television, man. It was it was stunning. Um, it, it, it truly is my favorite of the era of this MCU streaming stuff. I can't say enough good things about it. I watched it twice. So not to be a man of the moment. Because uh, we've got so much MCU content, some unbelievably dynamic, epic, legendary stuff. And I have never had, this is right up there with in the top five for me, as far as being so engaged for the 48 minutes, whatever it was, I didn't know what was coming next. The return of Owen Wilson and his, his, uh, you know, his acting with, with Tom, I was just really blown away by this episode completely, utterly everything. It had everything in it. It had hard emotion, the right amount of action, suspense intrigue mystery whatever you want to say um wow it's i I, you know we i'm not going to sit here and break it down by the scene but this probably this fourth episode was better than any episode single episode of wandavision and falcon and winter soldier that i've watched okay so you're really crowning it yeah the the flashback episode with wanda was I think my favorite yeah. and I think this one edged it out slightly and that's no discredit to that. It's just so good when you see these actors and actresses, every single one of them just shining through. And I, wow. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I watched it twice. Like I said, cause I'm like, let me not just be that guy that, we watched it that night. I went ahead and watched it yesterday. And it's like, I don't know, man. I this is this is next level MCU. I think that um it's hard for me to believe anybody is a fan of the MCU, a true fan, and wasn't blown away by this episode, but you know, there may be some that are. And like you said, it it was almost like a season ender mm-hmm. or yeah. a penultimate episode, and there's two left and and the end credit scene and what that not only means through the show, but kind of, I think, all this stuff we're talking about with the MCU and the connective tissue and setting up teams and setting up dynamics around the whole thing that that could affect No Way Home and Doctor Strange and hats off to these people, man. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin Feige, for thinking I'm going to be bored. <laughs> when I see you talk, I think you're going to bore me and you just don't do it, man. You you continue to 
you continue to provide excellent content for us superhero nerds and you're also giving us stuff we didn't think we wanted and not only do we want we need and you're reaching the world with it which my hat's off to you sir thank Mm -hmm. you yeah that loki show sure isn't kanging by a thread well what what, 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 what do you say nico (laughs) oh man that 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 time time's a really uh funny precious thing isn't it (laughs) There you go. But yeah, I mean, this is obviously probably got to be the most compelling thing that the MCU's ever done. It's appointment TV, as I said, with WandaVision, and as I said, with Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's just a true testament of, you know, quality over quantity, right? Six episodes. The fact that the fourth one felt like a season finale is just a testament to the quality of the show. You got all these actors just really giving their everything in it, which is a true testament to the notion of that just because it's on streaming doesn't mean that you're going to get the same level of quality as you would on a theatrical movie so we got to throw all that out the window so this loki show we all might have not have wanted it but now it's the one thing that we can't get more of so we'll see uh, where things are by the finale obviously i know we're breaking it down with the nerd room guys so that would certainly be an interesting uh continuation of that one so be on the lookout for all that great stuff but guys i think that's actually going to probably put a pin in this week's episode uh, i think we did a great job filling in another another week here we'll have black widow next uh, time yeah. week, next Ooh. time so we'll see you know was it worth it was it worth the wait we're gonna answer it for you our first so, comic book movie review since wonder woman 84 back here wait for Christmas. that it's awesome there wow. you go so it's a triumph, so we'll see. But, guys, before we get on out of here, Caruso's Mr. C, I'll start off with you. Please plug everything that you got going on yes, in the podcast home and where everybody can find you on social Yes, media. you can please follow me at N. Caruso Jr. on Twitter and be on the lookout for a episode, I think it is three, of the Right Between the Eyes podcast, RBTE podcast, with our great friend Rob Meyer, Nicholas here, three generations of KISS fans talking. And we are going to break down the two-part A and E documentary we're going to cover that like you like nobody else did and um again it's a it's going to be a great fun listen if you're a fan of kiss if you're a casual fan i think you'll love it and if you're not just give it a listen because you might you might pick on some stuff and maybe you'll discover a band that you never knew you wanted to like and you'll wind up loving them yeah, you can follow me uh, at Nico Caruso at N I K K O C A R U S O on Twitter, Instagram, Let- Letterbox. Come talk to me if you. Uh, I I had a great a great um, a great. Uh, I, I I don't even know what word to use. Uh, I had a great experience last night on Twitter talking about uh, MCU Spider Man. So uh, come agree with me or disagree with me, uh, but we always have a fun time doing it, no matter how strong I were at things. It's always love. Uh, you can find all my film, TV, and comic reviews over at www.letsgopodcast.com and, and com, com, including uh, Loki episode four went up and there's going to be a lot more movies coming out. Uh, so you'll see Zenny and I do those and I appear on a lot of different shows there as well. You can just come find me, come see them, come watch me and not just me, come watch everything, come read everything we have over at www.letsgopodcast.com. Zeddy, bring us home safe, brother. It's all great stuff. And before I plug my stuff, you know, I know this may sound biased, at least coming from me, but, you know, I thoroughly enjoy the Right Between the Eyes podcast with you two and Rob Myers. You know, I've hey, never listened to a music podcast before, but, you know, just the just the level of passion between, you know, you three is clearly so evident. And, you know, just, 
you know, the way that you guys break down, you know, how and why music is so important in people's lives. I don't think it's talked about nearly enough. So the fact that music, you know, brought you three together and the fact that, you know, after your latest episode, you guys are announcing that you guys are going to be meeting physically and bonding over that same oh, yeah. uh, love, I think is, I think is so awesome. So I, you, if you guys haven't checked out that podcast, you know, don't be, you know, you know, turned away that it's, it's on kiss or that it's a music podcast, you know, it is. It's a quality show, guys. So sincerely, you know, give you, give bro. that a listen. Thank got, you, bro. Thank they you. They got they got they got more shows than than in Star Wars coming in the pipeline. So <laughs> <laughs> be on the lookout. But you know what? I look forward to every single one of them. So thank you, my friend. Thank uh, you, brother. You guys can follow me on Twitter, which is still scary these days. Uh, on Twitter, at Zeddy is, but much like Batman, I am whatever Twitter needs me to be. I do want to plug the show that I did with uh, Peter Vera from Straight Out of Gotham, where we. Broke down Jeff Johns and Gary Frank's Batman Earth One. And then there is also the World's Finest, which is taking a week hiatus this week. But we'll be back uh, to break down Superman and Lois episode 12 the mm-hmm. following week. So be on the lookout for all that great stuff. Obviously, we'll have our Black Widow review next week. And then you guys can also let us know about everything that we talked about here today at Vigilante1939 on Twitter. We are rapidly approaching 100 episodes. So Crazy. be on the lookout for that. We got a lot of cool stuff. coming this month and next month as well Uh, so be on the lookout for that but and yes I do also want to plug the Let's Go Podcast YouTube channel and the website where all my film and TV reviews can be found over there but until then that's going to about do it for this week's episode for Nico Caruso for his father Nicholas Caruso Jr. my name is Nick Zanick as Michael Keaton's Batman always says I want you to tell all your friends about me we live in a society